everybody, and welcome to another episode of Transistor Radio, broadcasting everything trans. I'm Transistor Aaron. And I'm your Transistor Athena. And what are we talking about this week? Today, we are sort of revisiting, but also covering in a new light, uh, a topic we've done previously. So episode nine, we discussed our most surprising results of HRT. And today, we are discussing the long-term effects of HRT. Yes. And just for a little context, episode nine, both many seasons ago. Uh, well, one season. We've only had two seasons Many, ago, so many season moons ago. ago. But uh, it was almost a year ago. It was. It was almost a year ago. It was roughly when I started my HRT journey, which is why we started looking about the sudden effects of what had happened. So we are here over a year out of that and thought it might be good to see what's changed in a full year of both with me and Athena's had a whole lot of hormone stuff that's changed as well. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say I've had a lot that's changed. You've lost on one my... of your major producers of the testosterone. Okay. That's all right. You know what? That's a good point. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I've been on hormones now for over three years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. Uh, I have a lot of long-term effects to talk about. I'm also going to talk a little bit about what it's like to lose your main source of testosterone. <laughs> uh, obviously, we're going to talk about a long-term effects of HRT for ourselves, which means yes. we uh, will not be able to comment on any um, FTM HRT. So, and there are lots of different ways to take uh, MTF HRT, which we yes. tend to do uh, pills. Yes, both Aaron and I do pills, um, different I dosages. The, I think the same medicine, though, which is a little rare. <laughs> that we well, got I was the same on one. I was on estradiol and mm-hmm. spironolactone. Yep, same one. Yeah, different dosages. I but. mean, that's 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 the typical like pill cocktail yeah. for HRT. I'm also on progesterone, which is usually regarded as both a uh, pregnancy hormone as well as a puberty hormone. So. I was briefly on progesterone, but that was actually a uh, cream prescribed by my um, breast augmentation doctor, my surgeon. Hmm. Um, what she... was the reasoning? <laughs> nipple growth. Ah. I had small ones, and progesterone well, cream, when applied directly to the nipples, is makes them bigger. Fuck, I should do that to mine. Like... <laughs> well, you have to get a prescription I mean, for it. I, I, yes. I am prescribed it. I could just mix it in with some water and mayonnaise and go no, at it. Oh, <laughs> that's not how this works. I had to get mine from a professional. A, there yeah. is a pharmacist <laughs> that does custom medications. I say that. I was actually admiring mine today. They've actually changed a lot. Uh, but I'm probably going to have to be taken off them once I go. I, I need a new endo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do I. I'm switching endos. I moved. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm switching because my yeah. old endo I got tired of. <laughs> yeah, anyway, all right. right. So let's dive in. Long term effects of HRT. Long term effects. Uh, I think I'm going to get started with one that I actually mentioned just a bit ago. Um, we are a full year out. Uh, when we first started talking about effects of HRT, I was probably just a few weeks in, if not like one or two. You hadn't even had your first blood test yet. Uh, yeah. Post HRT. Post HRT, yeah, correct. But then like you started HRT. They were spacing them out long. Follow-up. It was six month blood tests. Yeah. <laughs> but still. Um, what I've noticed probably the biggest most recently is that my body fat visibly and like I can feel it kind of physically has changed like a lot. And I don't have much body fat to move around, but it sure did. Yeah. Um, and I think the most noticeable face, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is the face. Oh, the face. Absolutely. Well, what's what's interesting, and, and this is a really good one to bring up because... It's important to know this is a long-term effect. This is not something you're going to observe immediately, but it's because it is a long-term effect and it's so subtle. It's also something you can miss until you go back and compare old pictures of yourself. So I highly recommend, especially if you just started HRT, take a picture of yourself when you start 
and then come back a year later. Mm -hmm. Because I've mentioned this before, that is what convinced me to go full time is I finally, I couldn't see any facial feminization or any changes in my face um, from HRT, just looking in the mirror. But as soon as I compared a photo side by side, I was like, this is a picture of a dude and this is a picture of a girl and I'm a girl. <laughs> and yeah, so it is fascinating how much the fat redistribution does change mm -hmm. and how easy it is to not notice right oh I, I there is one spot that's like i feel it and i had a nice one before but whatever uh post post RGFG, i definitely got a better butt than i did and i had a nice yeah. one to start <laughs> i got a better butt i don't have a great butt i'd like to have a better butt but um i can't believe it's not better oh my god my butt is i can't believe it's not butter oh my god <laughs> anyway um my my butt has definitely gotten a little bigger um the more noticeable one for me is on my sides really um i now have more like curvy sides oh, okay. i have a more feminine shape because yep. the fat that was all contained in my stomach has slightly mm -hmm. moved around there's still most in my stomach but it's less than there was, although that's also from freaking out. But yeah, um, yeah. I've noticed that one. Um, I don't know. And thighs, I think, are a little. Yeah, more I was just about fatty. to bring that up. Um, I think that's probably the the third most, and probably the last visible change for me is definitely the thighs. I am a stick. Uh, I weighed the most I had ever weighed in my life when I started HRT, which, with Ellers Donlos, was not that much. Uh, <laughs> And now it's even, uh, like, I'm back to my college weight, trying to eat more just from how things have gone on. So I'm weighing less than I did, but I'm seeing the fat placed in more visible areas like my thighs, my butt, my face. Um, there's a little bit of breast tissue growth, which we'll get into later, but I'm not sure how it's kind of changed there. I've just got a very slender shape, and I've always had that. I'm probably always going to have that. Uh, so it's a little hard to notice things like, say, uh, hips coming out or one way or the other for me. So at least not without bone structure, which I talked about in episode nine was I felt my hips kind of moving and they moved. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not changed. Yeah. Um, well, that's a good segue into a second long or my first kind of long term effect, which mm -hmm. I briefly touched on in the most surprising results, but, or I guess I did touch on quite a bit, is uh, breast growth, mm -hmm. which in hindsight touch on was a bad way to discuss this topic. Oh, that's a great way. <laughs> um, but breast growth, I wanna talk about that because uh, I went back and prior to this episode, listened, re-listened to episode nine mm -hmm. where we talked about HRT. And I feel like I might've not explained this very well because I am a long time out. I kind of mentioned it and disclosed it. Yes, I had breast growth. No, it was not that noticeable, <laughs> like visibly. I could feel it um, in the sense that like, I could feel I had breast tissue now instead of it just being flab. Um, the, I also noticed changes in like, you know, nipple size and, and shape and all right, that stuff. Right. Um, and a little bit of breast growth, but I by and large had zero to like 2% breast, breast growth, mm -hmm. maybe. It was tiny and it took a very long time. Like I had, there's, and, and I think this was important and, and I should clarify is the surprising bit was it felt like I had changes in breast tissue immediately. And that's true. Like I noticed an immediate difference in how like breast tissue felt and nipples felt and that sort of stuff mm -hmm. right when I started HRT. It did not change after that. There is a reason I got breast augmentation is because yeah. I just didn't notice any major changes. I didn't see any changes or feel anything beyond the first few months. Maybe there was a little bit here or there. And I, I think that's 
I think that's both a result of my own personal body chemistry, but then also, like I said, I'm switching endos because I don't know if I think, I, I think the person who was doing my hormones wasn't doing the best job with it. Um, yeah. So I think maybe if I'd had gone to a different endo and had a different makeup of, of, of HRT cocktails, it might've been different, but realistically <laughs> speaking, like, I don't think there was a single way for me to avoid getting breast augmentation right. for the size that I wanted. So that is something that I think is very important. Long-term, yes, there will be breast growth and it's gonna vary depending on person to person. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, that breast growth was so minuscule that I just got the silicone route. Mm -hmm. Joined, I, I, made, I made a new silicone valley. Oh my God. I, I can echo that sentiment. Um, I think I talked a lot about feeling of the breast growth and just how that started to like I could literally feel things like the nipples and the areola actually expanding, growing out the breastplate underneath. But I want to say around like month six or seven, it stopped. Like I could feel the the pain stopped. And I don't know if that's my body just adjusted to what it is. I have boobs. They are much more noticeable when I compare it because I did take a timeline photo just for that sake of going back and comparing. So visibly it is different and i would even say that without shirts on without bras on i could see that that is a feminine kind of chest but i would totally echo that of they are far smaller than i would be comfortable with i'm actually really interested in going into the silicone route just for my own dysphoria kind of sake mm -hmm. um i would like to be able to essentially go without a bra or go without a padded bra and still be still have that similar shape that i've grown accustomed to with what i've got uh, so, uh, one of the things, I don't know if it was my, it was the nurse to my endo, I think, who was really seemingly the one behind a lot of the trans supportive stuff, whereas the doctor was just there to sign things is kind of what it felt like, but the nurse knew like the ins and outs of everything. Uh, before I left, she, I mentioned the kind of low breast growth and she was like, yeah, that's kind of normal, uh, especially whenever we kind of start when we did, because I started pretty late in that growth cycle of peopleness. Yep. Uh, I started. I started quote unquote past the uh, past the growth date, whenever that is, like twenty age twenty five, when your brain stops growing or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, mm -hmm. she she mentioned that like breast for like everybody, when they're on hormones, whether they are produced by the body naturally or not, have a tendency to grow a little bit more every year. It's just like, you'll see a big rocket jump in those first few months, and then once it hits a certain point, you won't really notice it until years down the line, at which point you will probably see more faster results if you do breast augmentation. Uh, but that's not to say they've stopped growing, it's just more or less they've stopped noticeably growing at a noticeable rate. So Yeah, and I think that's where like um, expectations are going to matter a lot for HRT. and there are a lot of results that you will notice. Many of the things that I'm gonna talk about, I only noticed two years down the line or mm -hmm. more. Um, and it's important to A, remember that HRT is a long process, but then it's also important to remember that in some cases, like level setting expectations matters. For me, I am a six foot two woman with fairly large-ish shoulders. I mean, they're not huge, but they're also not small. Like for me to have realistic looking or, or like, Sorry, not realistic. That's a dumb word here because it's a real body, so they're all realistic. It's not like I don't know. It makes it sound like it makes it sound like a video game. It's like these are not <laughs> realistic-looking boobs. Oh my god. <laughs> no, um, but they're they're not proportionate to to my size for my own. There you viewing. go. That's the word. 
um, pre pre breast augmentation, I felt like my boobs were were the boobs of someone who is much smaller than I am, and I was not okay with that. So for me, for my own dysphoria, I felt as though I needed, I wanted larger breasts, I wanted proportional ones. But hey, it's not required. Like nobody's saying you have to go out and be a D cup or. A B cup or a C no, cup or an F cup or whatever fucking cup you want to be. It's it's what makes you comfortable. Yeah. What either alleviates dysphoria or gives you euphoria, whatever that is for you. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it was I. I wanted something that, to my eyes, looked proportional. And even now, like I like the size that I've got. I feel it's proportional. I would have gone a size bigger in hindsight. Um, like I think where I ended up, I would like to have been one cup size larger. Mm -hmm. But. I mean, I'm going to have to get augments changed in 10 years anyways, so right. whatever. Which, by the way, is a thing to keep in mind. Like, I just got silicone implanted in me. This is a permanent thing that will have to be upkeeped, which means, like, every 10 years you have to get new implants. So yep. do keep that and, in mind that, like, oh, uh, yeah, this it's is important to know. Relevant. <laughs> uh, there's been some news about certain textured ones and just textured oh, yeah. ones in general, but a very specific brand has had lots of research about a very rare form of breast cancer or just cancer, not even breast cancer. I think it's just like a skin cell health thing uh, that's been going around. So please look into that if you are looking into breast augmentation surgery. Yeah. For the most part, I think the FDA has more approval and safety regulations currently for smooth, uh, smooth breast uh, implants, though I'm not educated enough to 100% say that. I'm just saying go out look into it for yourself so that you are more informed. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also like your surgeon is required, like my surgeon was required to give me a pamphlet that I had to read all of and sign and acknowledge and all that stuff. So like mm -hmm. there's luck going in it. And obviously like we're going down a different route here, but the reason I wanted to mention that is that when you are taking HRT, first off, if you are lucky enough to start HRT b before your first puberty, like if you can start HRT between 10 and 12, if that is a thing you are in the position and lucky enough to do, and it's doctor approved and all that stuff, then you should experience normal breast growth for a person of your age, and that is fabulous. But starting after puberty and starting a second puberty through HRT, your mileage will vary and it will vary a lot. And mm -hmm. it's important to remember those expectations and keep that in mind and pay attention and have regular checkups and regular conversations with your doctor about what you should be expecting yeah. and what you're looking at. If it is something that's important to you, the end size of your breasts, always be aware of your options. Yep. Uh, this was something I talked about when I was first coming to terms with things with my therapist was, uh, she, she asked me to lay out like a five-year plan and I was like, okay, I can do that. And so by this month, I would hopefully see these kind of results with my HRT and she goes, okay, so what if you don't? And I was like, oh, Okay, so at that point I would say I would start looking into breast augmentation surgery and hint, we are at that point right now where I'm like, okay, haven't seen the results I would like, now's the time to start planning so that whenever that timeline is up for me, the official, there's supposedly like a two year window where you'll see your most growth once you get on HRT. Uh, and so I'm like at that year and X months where I kind of made myself so I could start researching it. If I think it, it's like, it's like a two to four year window. Yeah, it was, two it, years, it's pretty wide. Two to four, yeah, it's, it's a huge it's, window. It's wide enough to start saving for surgery if you wanted it. Well, it's also important to know that like, like I got my breast augmentation in two years because mm -hmm. it really bothered me. Um, my dysphoria was the worst about my chest. And I mean, it was probably tied with my genitals, but you know, I could get help. them both done at the same time. So why the fuck not? Right. Um, <laughs> and it's important to note that real, like 
first off, breast growth tends to happen in spurts. So it's not yeah. like, it is not like you grow continuously over the course of two months and voila, you're done. It's like you grow for like two months and then nothing happens and then th three mm -hmm. months and then nothing happens and then so on and so forth. It's a bunch of little spikes up it's, in it's like when breast you, growth. It's like when your bones are growing as a kid, you know, your body's adjusting and it didn't all just shoot out in one second. I mean, you'll have sensitive periods where you can feel it happen, but it's not a constant eight-year battle of guess my bones are this now like yeah. and so the reason i mention that is because um it is entirely possible that you could see no breast growth for yeah. three years and then have a massive spurt where you gain like three cup sizes that is totally a thing that can happen that i have seen happen to other trans mm -hmm. women so there is another important thing to keep in mind of how much it matters to you because it mattered to me so much that I was willing to get it done right at the two-year mark, right as early as I could at the same time as I got SRS. But I am now running the risk that if I have a growth spurt at the three-year or the four-year, which, by the way, I just passed my three-year mark, so it's not happening at the three-year, but <laughs> the four-year mark, I might have slightly lumping look, lumpy-looking breasts because breast growth after you've had implants can lead to some weird shapes yeah. in boobs. So it's important to keep in mind that like if it matters a lot to you and it mattered a lot to me i'm willing to accept the trade-off of slightly lumpy boobs if that happens <laughs> for having reasonably sized boobs yep. now but the reason i mention all of that is i did not notice a lot of breast growth and over long-term hrt while i noticed a lot of benefits this is one thing to me that caused me a lot of dysphoria and I decided to go fix with surgery instead of HRT because I didn't think my chances of HRT changing much mm -hmm. were that high. Yeah. One of the things that I heard was that if you have uh, AFAB siblings who have gone through at least your mother or whatever, um, you can usually judge what your maximum breast growth is going to be by going down a cup size of what they are if, you, yep. if you're starting later in life. So for me, a breast size down would be something like an actual A which while my bra size is technically like a 32C, it visibly looks like a double A. Like it, it's, that is, there's the actual measurement and then there's what people will say, I'm a this cup and then whatever. Yeah. So, um, and I'm a 32C, but like visually it's very hard to see <laughs> without mm -hmm. the push-ups. Uh, so there's, it's fairly consistent and so i think that's another thing that's kind of motivating me more towards i better start saving you know yeah so yeah so that's that's about all i wanted to do for the breast growth yeah but that was a long-term effect mm -hmm. and ultimately for me that long-term effect was very no few noticeable results so yeah. surgery oh i want to just ping this out for anybody who may be finding this episode randomly hey does hormone usage actually affect your voice as an mtf <laughs> No. No, it does not. HRT, okay. which by the way, we should say the abbreviation because we've done gone this long, is hormone replacement therapy for wow. anyone who might not be super familiar, <laughs> which I made a joke about the name, like we made, I made a joke about whether you would know it or not. And episode nine. So if you want to hear a funny joke about HRT and how long it took us to mention it, go listen to that episode. Perfect. Um, Still but, on that train. Yeah. So hormone replacement therapy for MTFs does not and will not affect vocal range. And the reason for this is because when you go through male puberty, um, your vocal cords lengthen. There is, once they have lengthened thicken. or thicken, there is nothing you can do to change their size down. 
You can get no, it's lengthen. It's both. It's both, but the main issue is lengthen. Because you can get so so, and this is important because we mentioned this in our voice training tips. Vocal surgery is an option. Mm -hmm. So the reason we mentioned that from HRT is, um, what HRT does is essentially sends you through a second puberty, and female puberty does not shorten the uh, vocal cords. It doesn't change the vocal. It doesn't do any of that. For AFAB people who go through that first puberty, when their voice has not changed at this point, it still gets a little bit lower and more mature sounding. It's just not drastically yeah. as testosterone does to your vocal cords. Yeah. So. so in summary, puberty only ever lengthens vocal cords, yep. which HRT is puberty 2.0, puberty electric boogaloo. <laughs> and what that means is, so, so the reason vocal surgery is an option is for people who have cords that have lengthened a very long way and, and, and don't like their vocal range. What they'll do is they'll go in and cut out a piece of your vocal cords. Literally. And to shorten it back up and give you a, a higher pitched voice. And there's a trans woman on YouTube whose name escapes me at the moment, but uh, she's like the only result that comes up when you search for uh, trans voice surgery. Uh, she goes through her journey of what it was like before that and what it was like after in the process, and she's made it all like a single video. Is so like she's hmm? is her name Ash? Uh, no, not not Ash. Uh, no, 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 no. There is a trans woman in the furry community whose name is ash who went through vocal surgery oh. and documented it well, but it must not be the person if it is i don't know uh, yeah but she goes through and explains the whole process for her it was a six month recovery with six it weeks is. of not saying anything no yeah. sighs sneezes yawns anything yeah i don't want to spend too much time on vocal yeah. surgery because we've talked about it previously but it's Im it's important to know that like when you are going through hrt there, if you are MTF, there will be no vocal changes for yep. you. Um, that is unfortunately like, like a thing that sucks about MTF transition. Like it's just it, your voice is whatever your voice is and you have to either get surgery or training to change, to fix There's it. ways to change your voice, but HRT is not one of them. Yes, correct. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, like voice, if you listen yes. to my voice from episode one, <laughs> I like to think it sounds different. Yeah. And I mean, so. like, I can't even, I can't even do my male voice anymore. I can get to the pitch range. But I can't, I can't get to the, mm -hmm. like, yeah. So I oh. did vocal training, which we talked about. What were you going to say? Uh, that was something I didn't really think. I guess it's not long-term effective HRT, though. Uh, you were talking about can't do your male voice anymore. It actually hurts to go down to some of the notes I used to, because I still listen to some, some of the same songs and try to sing along in the car, and I can't do that anymore. I can I can still hit the notes, and it doesn't hurt. I, um, that was the lowest bass in the choir, yeah, though. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't, like, like I'm trying to think of... I, I like I <laughs> I'm trying to frame and think about how I would say something if I were talking in a male voice and like I can't pitch it down mm -mm. and even if I do pitch it down what's funny is the tone has changed so much yeah that I still sound like this and not like a male speaking That's, so yeah anyway so we have a a l e x a in our house oh yeah uh, which and is Alisa. spelled it, it, it's spelled that way so that we don't activate anybody who's listening. Yes, uh, I will, I'm stealing this from Linus Tech Tips. <laughs> I will refer to the voice assistant owned by Amazon as Alexa. Yep. I know it is not spelled that way. 
I know it is not pronounced <laughs> that way, but I don't want to activate yours unintentionally or, or ours. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, uh, that's to the robot. Uh, anyway, I was showcasing that we had just got it installed to a friend who I hadn't physically spoken to on like the phone or anything since transition. Like I te we text each other. That's how our little stupid artist introvert selves communicated. And so I sent a video of me uh, doing some special programming or whatever that I had done with it. Uh, and they went, holy shit. I didn't even recognize your voice. I thought it was somebody else speaking. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But the, Again, it's important to note, like, that is not HRT. That is vocal training, or for some people, that is vocal feminization surgery. Both are options. And it's and possible if you want it. Yes, it's possible if you want it. You can do it on your own. Erin did it on her own. I did it, I did it through vocal therapy. There are resources out there. Yes. We covered that in voice training tips, mm -hmm. which is episode 23. So Go check that one out. Let's it's actually talk... our most listened episode. Yes, I got two more that I want to talk about, which hopefully they're, they're mildly-ish related, but not terribly. So the first one is just going to be uh, something that was hard for me to notice originally because, I, like I said, I have Ehlers-Danlos, which it's a collection of different symptoms, but one of them happens to be that you start out with very soft skin. No matter what you got, you usually, whatever your natural state of being going through an unchanged puberty is, you will always have a soft, typically stretchy skin due to various factors. Uh, but I thought, oh, I probably won't notice anything. I've already got a super soft skin. Holy fuck, no. Yeah, no, HRT definitely makes your skin softer. That was gonna be one of mine as well. Mm -hmm. Is like skin softness is through the roof and it's great. It is so like, I, there's moments where I will be adjusting my body for various things. Either I'm tucking certain things or I'm just trying to stuff boobs into bras or whatever and I can just feel like how different the skin actually, not even just feels, but moves. Uh, so like we talked about the fat redistribution with my butt and I started to go like weird into this, but like it is softer and just a little more, squishy is the wrong word for it, but I can't <laughs> think of a better word for it right now. But like it genuinely feels like a sort of like plush thing versus like my old butt, <laughs> which was very like tight, taut, and it looked fine, but it felt pretty stiff. And this one is and kind of rough, not like rough, rough, but like you would have a lot of friction if you grabbed it or whatever. And this one, it feels a little more smooth and a lot more jiggly, so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like skin smoothness is one of the nicest changes um that i'm i'm quite fond of mm -hmm. i mean i think the best one is personality changes we talked about that in episode nine mm -hmm. um but yeah skin skin smoothness is it's real and it is one of those things that is not easy to notice and unlike fat distribution you can't take a picture of your skin smoothness <laughs> and feel it later like don't you, go all hannibal yeah, lecture here is, <laughs> oh god don't know um so it is sort of um up for debate but the way that i've noticed my skin smoothness mm -hmm. has changed is actually my response to shaving really um so like i i feel smooth and i love that like, mm -hmm. I, I like being smooth but the way that I, I could tell my skin had gotten smoother and a little stretchier than it used to be is I cut myself shaving so much more now. Like shaving my face sucks dick, shaving my legs sucks dick. Like I can feel that my skin is smoother because I cut myself oh. constantly. Oh. Ah. That's so funny. 
Yeah, by the fun tip, as as the, the the longer you are on HRT, the more you should invest in shaving cream. Oh yeah. Both for face and legs. I recommend focusing on legs. I actually like to do body wash and conditioner for shaving stuff because it just lasts longer. But oh, yeah. um, I, sh- I shaving cream. Well, I I keep thinking about things I want to talk about, so I want to move on to uh, from the skin softness change to something that has been an absolute pain in my ass for like three months and I can't find a way to fix it. And that's, I get so damn tired so fast doing just normal shit. <laughs> yep. My I'm, endurance is fucking gone. Yeah. Um, you're going to get more fatigued on HRT than you would otherwise. Cause I've noticed the same thing. And it, for me, it's like, I'm not physically as strong. This is another oh, God, one yeah. where like, I can't do the exercises I used to do. Aaron can, Aaron can attest to this. I complain about how I'm constantly sore after yeah. I exercise and I have hurt. Like right now, my back hurts because I injured myself while exercising, I think. I don't know exactly what caused it, but like <laughs> there, my muscles are not as strong as they used to be. And that is HRT. And that leads to me getting tired much faster. Oh, yep. I, I really noticed it. Um, there, there was a little point after I moved that I was like, I want to start doing some of my old workouts again, which is just like isometric things like planking and shit. So I tried that and I'm like, holy fuck, I'm dead. And yeah. it's not like the, oh, you haven't worked out in a while, dead. It was like, I, I moved hundreds of pounds of stuff just a few, I guess, weeks ago and have been kind of doing stuff around. It's not like it's just suddenly gone, gone, but like holy shit, I can't handle some of the stuff that I used to do. And like walking through work and doing stairs. I didn't mind stairs at fucking all before HRT. And then I got on it and then I had stairs every day and it was okay. Uh, but now we live on the third or fourth, whatever you floor. You never use the stairs. I never use the stairs. I've done it like once or twice and it drains the fuck out of me. So. Yeah. It, it's so... Like, I'm just shocked at how little endurance I have anymore. Yeah. I just can't keep going. But, yeah. Yeah, same thing happens to me. For real. Like, fatigue is real. Oh, yeah. And I, I get tired much faster, and I sleep longer. I'll say I sleep when better. I, can. I, don't I, I actually don't sleep longer, but I definitely sleep more soundly. I'm, I have been very prone to night terrors all my life. And since starting HRT, they have gone down a significant amount. They are not gone but they are down very noticeably. What's interesting is I sleep technically less soundly because like I still wake up super well rested, but Mm -hmm. I used to never dream. Really? Um, I can count prior to HRT on one hand, the number of times I've dreamed. And I could tell you all of them because they all inspired novels for me (laughs) to write later. there were four of them, of, for the record. I have some art projects that I did <laughs> off of a dream that I should actually go revisit now that I've got a little more mileage in me. Mm-hmm. So the, but post HRT, and this started probably a year and a half ago, I dream a lot more. Like I probably dream half of the nights that I sleep, which is way more than I used That's to. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, I dream a lot nowadays and it's great because I like dreaming, it's fun. <laughs> Um, I fall but, asleep better now. Yeah. Been, like, I used to have like some major issues of laying awake for just hours and hours and hours. And then let's slowly just kind of will down to be like, and I don't know if it's just me getting a little older, 
Like I'm 10 years out of being that little 18 year old that's going to college and staying up until 5 a.m. and going to class at seven. Like I'm well past that. And I don't know if it's just me getting older, if it's HRT making me a little more comfortable or whatever, but mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting long-term effect that, and, and I, I don't know if it's just sleep habits. Mm -hmm. I also get up earlier now. So like there, there, mm -hmm. there could be other things. Like I don't know if it's just HRT that's affecting it, but I do think HRT is playing quite a bit of a role here. Yeah, I think so too. Mm -hmm. For a long-term effect, I had another one I wanted to mention. What is it? Which is body hair. Oh um, yeah. My body hair is a lot smoother and a lot, it grows in a lot slower. And this took a while to, to kind of notice, but it did start almost immediately mm -hmm. and then got better and better and better. And now like my hair is still a little coarse, but it's only coarse when you're going against the grain and because yeah. I just shaved it. But like, if you are just feeling my legs normally, like going not against the, the grain, mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like body hair really, like right. it's just smooth and it's fabulous and it's easier to maintain, even though I bleed more when I shave, <laughs> the hair shaves faster. Yep. So it's nice and it doesn't grow in as much. I only really need to shave my legs like once a week, unless mm -hmm. I'm wearing shorts. Have, have you had laser on your legs though? Nope. No, okay. I know that's I had, an option for some I did people. have laser on my face. So one mm -hmm. thing is same. I don't think HRT has really changed anything about my facial hair. No, same here. Um, all of those changes were from laser, which is expected. HRT for, for uh, MTF does not you really affect um, facial hair because uh, there's I mean, like a hot bed right under your chin where there's a whole lot of blood going through with a lot of hormones and so it just tends to express itself through the human growth hormone coming out of your your facial hair so well and also like think in general when you are going through HRT you are essentially going through a second puberty mm -hmm. and whatever changes that you would have gone through in a female puberty are the changes you're going to have now and female puberty doesn't typically affect facial hair so don't expect changes in yeah. facial hair i wouldn't uh, i no. didn't one thing i will say is the facial hair my hair in general has lost its color on my face huh. like there is still black hair but it's much less noticeable i have a lot more blonde hair that's really interesting mine's mine's still black uh but I, this is a little hard for me to kind of differentiate i know for a fact my arm hair is lighter I have shaved my arms a few times and it has grown back and it is softer than when it started. But I don't know if the cause of my leg hair being softer is because of HRT or because I've been using an epilator because I have the stupid fucking follicle problems all throughout the lower half of my body. Yeah, I've never used an epilator and I've still noticed it. So mm -hmm. I, it is definitely a long-term effect of HRT. It's also a long-term effect of an epilator. <laughs> so yeah. I think I'm doing a double whammy. Uh, but do Yeah, but for me, I've got something, I've got a, keratin phyllitis or something like that along with something called circle hairs which sucks because basically there's an extra layer of skin that grows over my follicles and instead of the hair going through it it just kind of lives in it in most cases and so i have to like actually fucking hard exfoliate on my legs to actually get to them and even still there's some that i have to literally pick out with like a sewing needle yeah it sucks it doesn't hurt it sucks um but uh that, that has been something that's been hard for me to keep track of, but it's nice to know the arm hair is visibly different. Um, the, the, I guess we're gonna, I'm gonna move us into the groinular region. <laughs> the groinular region. Groinular there, region? There you Ooh, go. I'm interested. What long-term effect have you noticed? Well, I, I, was, thinking, I was thinking of uh, hair and it got me talking about there. I haven't noticed any 
difference on the actual spot itself as far as hair wise but actually where my thighs connect right there i have noticed that it's actually a little softer it is a little smoother for whatever reason and i know that's not up later because fuck no i'm not getting an up later near that <laughs> it hurts i guess i haven't noticed any changes in Maybe. the in the general but, area for for pubic hair yeah. i did also get laser down there you had because i got surgery and that was the mm -hmm. change i was joking about like i noticed a long-term effect of, of transition <laughs> I, on i have area. a change there too so if you're a friend of mine either proceed with the, your own risk and if your family stop listening now yes note we've been a little <laughs> scatterbrained and we're changing topics very quickly but this is a nsfw warning it's there an is about to be talk, i mean fucking shocker right to be fair we talked about nipples earlier but no. this is explicit boobs aren't whatever uh, boobs are boobs boobs are great boobs uh, are so like one of the things that i've noticed is as you all know i'm not up if you don't know hi i'm not up that means that i still have my natural anatomy that goes on it still functions mainly yes non-op means i have chosen explicitly to not get the operation and i will never get the operation no that is non-op and what am i because <laughs> you I don't are know either <laughs> pre-op or unsure or I whatever label you want to use unsure but yeah, non-op non -op is a specific thing, because I've seen that in, like, SRS or, or trans communities before. It's like, I am a non-op person, and non-op typically means, like, I am choosing not to get it, because I don't want it. Hmm. So, well, I don't know what I am then. There you go. You'll learn something. <laughs> anyway, we learned a thing. Anyway, I we still did. have a thing. So, it's there. It functions roughly how it did before, but one of the things that I've noticed is that, well, we've mentioned this when we talked about the immediate effects of HRT, I think. Um things like orgasms are different they're felt oh my different. god yes holy but shit yes that's that's a short-term effect that's still still relevant to this day uh but the one that's actually changed a lot for me is that i i think i even mentioned that i was surprised this didn't happen earlier but uh there are some issues maintaining erections and what yeah. have you for that um and it's yeah, uh, that is a long-term effect. It's one that I noticed. It's actually mm -hmm. one of the ones that drove me to decide to get SRS is I was kind of okay with holding on to my dick if I could use it. Uh, but then I also just couldn't use it for anything because mm -hmm. it didn't get hard enough. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want you anyways. Yeah. And now you're not useful. Yeah. You're going away. Oh, and bringing a little back to skin softness and all that, that is probably where I noticed it the most was on, yeah. on it. Yeah, so. for real. It feels very different post-HRT. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't have one anymore, but I remember it changing. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a, we talked about like how our body changed with smell and all that. That's all very relevant to that because that's a very major region for people. So like the skin softness is first noticed there and eventually throughout the rest of the body. But yeah. uh, as far as like keeping things functional as far as sex wise and fun wise or whatever you want to call it like that is uh, uh noticeable and it's not every single time uh usually it's kind of like how do i say this it'd be like 90 percent of what it used to be if that makes any sense Yep. Like it's, no, it's a little soft to the touch, not just for like the skin softness feel, but like that. Yeah. Um, it's a little soft to the touch. And what was interesting for me was I, so you will notice that you are not or early. I noticed that I was not getting as hard as I used to pre HRT, which is like expected. Like you are <laughs> lowering your testosterone and your testosterone is what makes it hard. Um, 
So, but what was interesting is if I was super aroused, I could still get as hard as I used to be. And that hurt. Yep. Because my body wasn't used to stretching it that much anymore. And so it started to contract and atrophy. Um, and so you may notice some pain when you mm-hmm. get super aroused and post HRT and a long-term effect. I was looking into this because, you know, it's something that is changing in my body. And I was like, I want to do some research on this. So uh, one of the things that I just heard was like, that atrophy is technically temporary too. So like it will hurt as you continue to use it more, but, and obviously as you don't use it, it'll stay there. But supposedly from what I've read from people online who've experienced very similar things, some various forms forms and various sorts of play, uh, they can over a few weeks of training, maintain, get back to their original uh, fullness, quote unquote, or at least very, very close without it hurting Yeah. Uh, after a while. But it does take a while because your body hasn't been using that part for a while. Yeah. Well, what's interesting there is it's going to depend on person to person because like for me, my libido dropped drastically. Mm-hmm. Like it went from I need to have sex once or twice a day or like would like to have sex once or twice a day to like I'm okay with sex once a week. I'm okay yeah. with sex twice a week. Like that kind of range. Um, and that happened even before surgery. Mm-hmm. And that is something that definitely contributes to the atrophy is if you're not using it, you'll lose it. Um, not in the sense that like your, you know, your, your junk right, right. not going to fall off, but like, it's not going to be as hard or as big. Right. Which might be a good thing for oh. you. Although it's important to keep in mind that will affect your final results in SRS. So mm-hmm. there's judge appropriately. Yeah. There, there are two more things I want to talk about this topic actually. Um, getting to orgasm takes a lot more work now yes yeah a um, lot more work it takes longer uh i've noticed personally i need to be a lot more in my head about it than i used to be mm-hmm. in the sense that like it matters a lot more what i'm thinking and a lot less what i'm seeing mm-hmm. whereas pre-hrt it was like that's a boob i can orgasm to a boob <laughs> now it's uh, like i need to think more about it and mm-hmm. you know it needs i've to always have been a very mental person but i will definitely say that that is totally a noticeable fact yeah the other one, uh, getting even more, the result, the resulting orgasm. I was under the impression it would eventually be clear. <laughs> it is not clear. It varies to person to person. So right. mine eventually went clear and completely gone. That happened like maybe six months before surgery mm-hmm. was when it was completely gone. Mm-hmm. But mine also went clear almost immediately. Okay. So different people are going to experience different things with yep. the I, aforementioned results of orgasm. And I think that's a result of me not getting the best treatment with blood test results and hormone stuff. So I think I'm hoping that when I find my new endo, we can start talking about some like actual level testing. Cause I feel like we weren't really being checked before. And it was just like a box to check instead of levels being checked. Mm. So <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, just a thing i anticipated it going clear and not even being there and it's it's gone down in volume i guess but like it's still there it's still its thing i'm probably still able to you know do things but i don't know i don't really want to so Mm -hmm. uh that's just a change that I physically couldn't check when I first started that episode. So here we are, you're out and it's, it is what it is. Yeah. It is harder to tuck for some reason. I think it's because certain things are like super soft and stretchy and not gripping like they used to. Yep. Yeah. I noticed it got harder to tuck the longer I was on HRT because Mm -hmm. it is just smoother and stretchier and more 
I don't know, feminine <laughs> and it <laughs> doesn't hold as well as it used to mm-hmm. or you didn't hold as well as it used to. So yeah. I went swimming for the first time last week. Can we talk about that really quick? I went fucking swimming. Swimming was fun. I had a two I went piece. With you. <laughs> that was the first time that I have gone swimming. I'm probably sound weird because I'm kind of talking inside of my mic. Anyway, um, yeah, that was the first time I'd gone swimming as well since mm-hmm. before I realized I was trans. I had not been swimming since then. Mm-hmm. I was really happy with it. I did have an issue. I tried to do a tape tuck with some of the ACE bandage stuff that I brought with me. It lasted fine for about an hour, and then I started getting a little more adventurous with like movements, and that caused things to kind of slip. We were only in the pool for 30 minutes. It lasted for like 20 minutes. Was it minutes. 30 minutes? Yeah, it was 30 minutes. Oh. It's a, you didn't use waterproof tape. It's supposed to be useful for that kind of stuff. That was that tape was specifically recommended by some transform forums for things like swimming and bathing hmm, suits. Interesting. Uh, which usually it's a pain in the at well, I guess a pain in the crotch to ha. take off. Uh, but because we were swimming in the pool, it was actually totally fine. And ha- the recommended way of taking it off is to soak a little bit of water, like a wet rag, on it for a little bit and take it off. Um, but I really enjoyed that and. I, yeah, it's just a fun little moment I wanted to mention really quick because I was happy fun. with it. It was a ton of fun. It was great to go swimming. <laughs> Not an HRT effect, but fuck yeah. Yeah. I had one more long-term HRT effect, which I don't want to spend a lot of time on because I actually talked about this in most surprising results of HRT, but I just mm. wanted to hit on like the biggest and most lasting change is the personality and emotional changes. Yeah. Those I still feel today. And I still feel emotions, which is great. I still get <laughs> sad and happy and, and and joyous and excited. And I have more than two crayons in my coloring book Aww. for emotions, which by the way, you may have noticed, if nothing else has changed over the past year of doing this show, I can finally say crayons right. Yay. Because if you listen to episode nine, Yay. I pronounced it crowns. You have, that old, you have that old uh, Southern accent. Accent. Is it Southern? All I know is crayons. that there's a whole shitload of people from where I'm from that used to say it as crowns, and it drove me nuts. It's like, it's crayons. It's two syllables. Yeah, I used to say it as crowns. <laughs> I sometimes still do. Anyway, yeah, like, I have emotions, and it's fabulous. And that is one of the biggest and most amazing parts of HRT, <laughs> is having that world of emotions opened up to me mm-hmm. um, was fabulous. And the personality results have made me a lot happier and, I think, easier to get along with and generally have a more fulfilled life. So yeah. yay, HRT, and go. I feel like mine went through a huge like fluctuation, well, because I was getting hormones, a whole new dosage of puberty, you know? And I think they've kind of, like, kind of mellowed out at this point, uh, which my personality overall, I feel like it hasn't changed so much. It's the robot. Take my hormones. Fuck you. <laughs> Don't tell me what Speaking to do. of, hey, we have a guest star now. We do. Like, Lisa, would you like to say anything else? This is a reminder. Take my hormones. Wow, she's, such, she's a, such a. Okay, I think it was it. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Fuck that. Uh, that was for me, by the way. So I'm sorry to interrupt your your podcast <laughs> here, but that was me. My reminder to go take my hormones. Yeah, if you have one of these robo assistants, it's very nice. You can just set them up on your phone. I find it more useful than my phone because I can't ignore that one. Like our <laughs> apartment's pretty small and you can hear that everywhere. Mm-hmm. So if you just ignore it, it will just keep yelling at you. 
and it's great. It's for saved my butt detox. so many times when I'm just super tired. I'm like, take your hormones. I'm like, ah, uh, fine. <laughs> Jesus, fine. Don't Forgot. yell at me. Don't yell at me, Alisa. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes, as as we were talking about with personality changes, I think I've really gotten a chance to kind of explore myself, and HRT's been a main drive in making me feel like me. I feel like, but yeah. I don't think it's like the only thing. But I feel like it's a really big contributor. So. I yeah. feel like I feel like we have to end this with one more question that I think is important that all of our audience would like to know. What? Would you recommend HRT to a friend? <laughs> oh my god. If it is right for them, yes. <laughs> Agreed. If it is right for you, HRT is fabulous and the results <laughs> will be amazing and I encourage you to try it. Yes. <laughs> with doctor right. approval. Doc doc Ock approval. <laughs> Doc Ock approval. Yes. Specifically the Doc Ock from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse because she was that hot. design was fucking cool as shit. Yep. It right. was. What's our really silly thing? Yeah. Our really silly thing this week is exciting. It is a special event. We are going to it and that is... Oh my god. That is Gen Con. Gen Con returns yeah. to Indianapolis this weekend. And we're going to uh, be August there. August 1st to 4th. We're both going to be there. I'm so fucking excited. I missed it last year because I was recovering from surgery. I'm going to go as a Pokemon trainer for oh. one of the days. Oh my god, yes. I am so excited to be back. Like, I missed this convention. It's going to be so much fun. Gen this Con, is... for those who don't know, is the world's largest board gaming, card gaming, like physical tabletop gaming convention. It's pretty big. It's incredible. It's pretty fucking uh, big. Yeah, it had like 70,000 attendees last year, which mm -hmm. is bonkers. Biggest one I've ever been to is like 5,000, so this will be a little scary. It's going to be so cool. It's so much fun. I love Gen Con. I'm taking my fucking camera. I'm going yeah. to play. I'm doing Pokemon Snap, yo. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be at Gen Con. It's going to be a ton of fun. My pencil! If you were there and see us, say hi. Uh Hi. Yeah, that's a really silly thing. I'm I'm super I'm super I'm super excited. pumped about it. It's gonna be my first big con. Yay! I'm just I'm just excited. Like the biggest thing I'm excited about is I can't wait to walk that exhibit hall again. It's like the world's largest game store. Really? It's like every local game store got together and hosted the world's biggest fucking game store, and it's it's like oh it's 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 like if uh, somebody had made a Walmart specifically for my hobbies. Oh my god. It's fabulous. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I think that's it. Aaron, is there anything else you want to say before we end this episode? I love our trans siblings. And I love our trans siblings too. Well, with that, this has been Trans Sister Radio, broadcasting everything trans, a story thus far network podcast. If you have topics you'd like us to talk about, please send us an email to staff at storythusfar.com with TSR or Trans Sister Radio in the subject line. You can also send us a tweet at our Twitter page, which is at storythusfar, or you can contact us via Facebook at facebook.com slash storythusfar. And if you're like me and can't remember anything for more than 30 seconds, you can always head to www.storythusfar.com thusfar.com and find everything that I just mentioned and even more great content. But anyway, with that, this has been Transistor Radio. We'll catch up with you next time, but until then, it's time for us to end transmission. Bye! Bye. Joys of IBS.
My body sucks dick. My body sucks dick and it hurts right in the dick and I'm gonna keep on saying dick. <laughs> There's only so much dick to go around in this world, so I'm gonna say it as much as dick. <laughs> yes. You know, the same idea.